Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue in Titus looking at just one verse, but oh, there's so much. I've got to really hurry to be able to get this done. You know, living a Christ-centered life in a self-centered world, uh, true biblical leaders have the discernment of an experienced elder, the heart of a blameless bishop, and the devotion of a faithful steward. A bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre. There are three words describing the spiritual leaders that Titus work with in Crete. The first is elder, which refers to the person. The second is bishop, which refers to an office or like overseer. And the third is steward, which refers to the leader's duties. All refer to the same person, the kind of person that God wants to lead those he loves to a closer walk with himself. All true biblical leaders have the discernment of an experienced elder, the heart of a blameless bishop, and the devotion of a faithful steward. When you have time, look up Hebrews 5.14, Philippians 2.15-16, and 1 Corinthians 4.2. Now, Paul emphasized the concept of being blameless by repeating it twice in basically one breath. A testimony or reputation that is blameless describes a person that from all human observation is above reproach and could never be accused of selfishness or self-centeredness. We need to keep the words above reproach in focus. Let's be honest. We know our inner thoughts and hearts. Before men, we may appear blameless, but before God, we are so blamable. Blamable is not really a word, but it does describe our hearts at times. God has every right to blame me for the selfishness and sinfulness of my life that others may never see. Because Jesus paid the penalty for my sin, my debt is paid, and I'm totally forgiven in God's eyes, I am blameless. God does this. I love Paul's prayer for the young believers in Thessalonica, uh, which is also my prayer for all of us meditating together today to make sure we get what Paul is saying. Let me read or reread 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 through 24, okay? But I'm going to do it three times so we can truly understand it. The very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calls you, who will also do it. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. One more time. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is so faithful. Titus starts his description of God's kind of leader with four knots and a no. Blameless leaders are not exempt from extreme temptations. Temptations like pride and anger, alcohol, power and greed. Constant exposure to these things is an occupational hazard for all Christian leaders. All five challenge us to self-mastery and self-control. God's leader must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy. Not, 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 no, 
Not. Not self-willed. Originally, a person accused of being self-willed was also was, was so pleased with himself that he despised and looked down on others. Someone has said that those who fall in love with themselves will have no rivals. Successful leaders like our Lord Jesus Christ himself were always consumed with pleasing God and others first. Being self-willed is actually a slap in the face of the greatest commandment of all, to love God and others more than anything or anyone else. Today, we use the word arrogant, which clearly describes a self-willed person. Number two, not soon angry. Angry people are not good leaders. There are two Greek words used for anger. Thumos is is the kind of anger that quickly explodes and then subsides, while orgilis is the kind of anger that a person harbors in his heart. How do you handle your anger? Are you a powder or a shouter? Do you blow up, express it in outbursts of angers, or clam up holding it all in and crying it out later? Strong leaders need to have a handle on their intense passions. Passions like anger and bitterness and rage. Many have done so by memorizing and internalizing what God says about selfish anger. Verses like uh, James 1, 19 and 20, or Proverbs 14, 17, or Ecclesiastes 7, 9. Listen to them. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. He that is soon angry deals foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. He that is slow to wrath is a great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalts folly or foolishness. Be not hasty in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Second, another one here, not given to wine, another not. Uh, a true leader must stay in control and avoid anything and everything that could cause him to lose control. The character of an uncontrolled, outrageous drunk would destroy a leader's influence in a second. As we all know, for some, drinking alcohol is a controversial subject, although the phrase given to wine is translated addicted to wine or drunkenness in other versions. It has the concept of being near to alcohol, the one who always has a bottle within reach. No one disagrees with the incessant and abusive use of alcohol. But as we closely look at the word blameless or the phrase above reproach, we can see how the opposite of being given to wine is to stay as far away from it as you can. I've never heard of a pastor or spiritual leader who has lost his ministry or influence by refusing to take the first drink. Another no, no striker. Leaders are not to be belligerent, argumentative, violent men who go around looking for a fight. A contentious person repels people away rather than draws them close. Striving with fists, tongues, or even social media are about as unchristlike as you can get. I'm sure that Timothy and Titus discussed what Paul shared with them. A true servant of the Lord must not strive, argue, or quarrel, but be gentle and kind to everyone, able to teach and patiently endure all the guff that would cause most men to lose their gentle and kind spirits. Here's another not. Not given to filthy lucre. What's this all about? Godly leaders are not greedy. A materialistic, covetous spirit does not mix well with ministry. It would be too easy for those who love money to see people as customers instead of souls. The concept of the phrase given to filthy lucre or greedy of gain describes those who are eager for money or things, even if such gain causes them to lie or cheat or take advantage of others. Gaining without any moral compass involved. Okay, Paul shares with Timothy where the love for money leads, and the result is not good. Those who desire to be rich, he says, fall into temptation and a snare, to many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction. 
The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith uh, in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Again, blameless leaders are not exempt from extreme temptations. Temptations like pride, anger, alcohol, power, greed, constant exposure to these is an occupational hazard for all Christian leaders. All five challenge us to self-mastery and self-control. God's leader must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or drunkard or violent or greedy. Not, 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 no, not. Lord, knowing that even spiritual leaders are not exempt from extreme temptations, please protect my pastor and pastors and missionaries all over the world from the constant pull of this crazy world that we live in. Thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, our time is up, but I hope uh, this, this is just an encouragement to our hearts of what God wants to see in his kind of leaders. But today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice, let's be glad in it, and I hope that you have a good day.